you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Scruffy Looking Podcasters. The date is October 16th, 2017. And we are here with me, Ed Bossart, and one of my co-hosts, Kev Garbett. Kev? Hello, doing? hello, hello. How are you doing? All good, mate? How are you? Good, good. And James Hebert? Oh, he's not here. He's not here. <laughs> but luckily, we have a special guest. Our first, our very first guest. Claire Regan. Claire, how are you? I am great. Thanks so much for having me on. So, Claire is a friend of ours from Star Wars Celebration. We met her in line. Uh, she is from Ireland. Just north of Dublin, I believe. Uh, Claire, tell us how, we, how you met us. Like, what was it like sitting in line? And I was just like walking up like douchebags or something. <laughs> that, yes, that's, a, that's a tough question to start with now. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into here. Uh, no, no, it was great. Um, I'm trying to think back, actually, to how we first met. So uh, as far as I remember, it was... The queue for the, yeah, well, I do remember the queue for the Last Jedi panel. And obviously for those listening who have been to Star Wars celebrations, queues for those panels aren't exactly short. Um, and they begin like the day before the panel is supposed to take place. So at about, I think it was about half four or five o'clock the evening before the panel, um, myself and my boyfriend, Liam, uh, who I was also in Orlando with at the celebration, queued up and just as luck had it came across you guys so i think you all didn't know each other either as far as i remember apart obviously james and ed you guys did and then i think you guys might have came along first sat down and then as did kev and stefan who knew each other as far yeah, as i know it. as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the story right so far this is good oh so far so good look at that so far yeah. so good and uh, yeah, basically the rest is history. You just ended up being in the cube beside us, sat down. And I think as well, we had cans of beer, which is always a good way to make friends. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming as well, that's probably bought myself this slot on this show because I remember giving you all a beer. <laughs> so, yeah. You gave us lots of beers. I do remember that, Claire. There was lots yeah. of beers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, what whatever time that was, about half four or five o'clock in the evening and we queued until we got into the panel, which was at about, I guess, 11 a.m. the next morning. So beers and good company were definitely needed, and we had all of that. So it was a good good meeting experience, I would say. 
Can you remember how hot it? Can you remember how hot it was outside when we were when we were waiting there, wasn't it? It was so hot, wasn't it? And then you, I remember just sitting down and you got those beers out pretty quick, and we were like, "This is awesome. This is just like absolutely perfect, wasn't yes. it?" At that point, so necessary, yeah. Because I just remember when we first started the queue, we were at the side of that road, no shelter, searing like Orlando heat just coming straight yeah. down. It was just absolutely so hot, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. And was it Liam? Was it Liam who had the uh, the makeshift bed idea? It was. The, uh... <laughs> it was. I can't. I cannot take credit for that one. But yes, it was. Um, the, the yeah, when we got to and do you know what thank god we had that because do you remember how rough of a sleep that night it was um, yeah and so for those again who who are listening in obviously for the queue we queued outside until about I think it was about 8 o'clock in the evening by the time they actually let us in to uh, the convention centre and then we could kind of set up our camp I suppose for the night but obviously it was just on the concrete floor of this massive like warehouse um, so we were very glad of our cardboard beds at that stage but yeah, plus it also kind of laid out a territory vibe, which was good. You know, we had to leave <laughs> all our face, yeah. and the, it was a, a, intense. But yeah, so uh, we, we made it. We, so it worked, didn't we? We actually cost hobos their bed for the night that night. But goddamn, we were comfy, weren't we? So that's all that matters. Yeah, that's yeah. all that yeah, matters. Exactly. <laughs> so for for the listeners, Claire's boyfriend Liam is the Liam that we constantly talk about, who has buried you- his lightsaber on Skellig Michael. <laughs> Yes, this is true. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming on soon, isn't he? He's coming on soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think. I think he'll have to come on to explain that story himself. So he will have to. He will have to. Yeah, I've made so it my like... mission to. I've made it my mission to find that lightsaber. You know. Did you? I, I recently went over there. You probably had, uh, not heard the episode yet, but um, but I couldn't get on the island because of the weather. Oh so... um, no. His lightsaber is still safe for the time being. Oh, that is good. <laughs> You'll sleep easy tonight knowing that you haven't been to the island. So that's good. <laughs> it will um, sleep easy, but there's always next year, Claire. There's always next yeah. year. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't know. He might have to go back and dig it up himself before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. So, Claire, you're a songwriter, singer, and a local radio host. So you're pretty much... A professional at what we're trying to do here well I'm, I'm, i don't know about professional you guys are definitely professional on the star wars end of things i'm definitely not as up there with you in the wealth of star wars knowledge um but i'm learning uh, about that definitely more and in terms of the radio thing yeah um i, I present part-time um and then i work full-time in the local radio station lmfm radio in drogheda where i'm from uh north of dublin so yeah that's what I do, and I studied. I studied music in college, and as you say, singer and songwriter. So, yeah, it's all good. Cool, cool. Well, that's impressive. Uh, so, you're our first guest ever, and mm-hmm. I was thinking we have a few questions for okay. that we might ask every guest that we're going to ever have, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, let's test. The- First, see what they're like. You know, this is a good place to start. Yeah, you can be the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mind being a guinea pig. That's fine. That's fine. See, if Liam, listen, if Liam listens now, though, he's going to have a heads up, though, isn't he? We're going to have to. Throw he is. Some, That's true. We're going to have to throw some different ones well, to him. Definitely. De- I, I think he should assume we're going to throw different ones at him. Yeah, I'm gonna ask it. I'm gonna ask him where that lightsaber's buried, and that's it. That's yeah. all I need. It's gonna I don't be, need it's any. Gonna be like, 
a, a, an investigative program more than anything, let's be honest. <laughs> it will. All right. So. No friendly conversation. Just down to the facts. Yeah. So for my first question, what mm-hmm. got you into Star Wars? Or if it's associated with, what was your first memory of Star Wars? I mean, you can come back. Okay, so it feels like, um, I know this is like my interview episode, but it feels like all we're going to do is talk about Liam right now because, again, <laughs> Liam is the answer to why I'm into Star Wars. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be honest here. Like, I probably, no, there's no probably. I hadn't actually seen a Star Wars film post Liam or pre Liam. So, yeah. Um, but obviously, saw them and fell in love and I love it since really but like I think definitely his love for it has made my love for it develop because really it hasn't been much of a choice but I'm glad that it's like that now <laughs> good, if that good. makes sense yeah it does totally oh Claire that was that was nearly convincing that was nearly that oh, I'm <laughs> so glad <laughs> oh hey oh yeah on, I was at yeah. our celebration I have to like it no no yeah. one sleeps over like for a panel who does not like Star Wars let's oh, just clarify yeah, yeah. that 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 is absolutely right. That was agreed, absolutely yeah. agreed. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, yes. And which of all the movies is your favorite? Oh God, um, hard question. But oh, I probably have to say Empire. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Yay! The most common Sweet. answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, that's mine. Is that yours, Ed? Is that yours? Did you say that was yours? Uh, it's mine depends on how I feel, but it's I think overall yes. But I really uh, like yeah. Return of the Jedi. So yeah, same. And mm. there, it's it really with movies. I think that like the the sequels are better than like the original. But I think in the case, obviously, it, like you know, the first was amazing too. But I think. It just gets better as it goes on, like for the for the original three, anyway. Right, right. I think. Yeah. Do you have a favorite character, Claire? Uh, again, I find that to be a hard question. Like, uh, I, I like different characters for different reasons, but I just think like I I just love the the Vader character. Ooh, ooh, good yeah. choice. The dark side. Yeah, not even necessarily the dark side because obviously there is light in him as we see um, at the end. So, yeah, I just think in terms of like like character development, I guess, and like complexity of a character and stuff. Plus, he's just such a badass. <laughs> what did you think of that final scene in Rogue One? Yeah, you- oh God. That was like... That's like the yeah. That's like the Vader that you you always kind of wanted to see, like in the earlier ones. But I think just with the not even with the technology of like modern film, but just they could make it so much like even more intense. I think so. I I really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. It's awesome, isn't it? That last scene when he just absolutely yeah. kicks ass. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I know. Although I think it is quite funny, and it might not be a popular thing to say, but I found then. After watching that scene of Vader and then looking back at the originals, it was like, come on. It's so yeah, much you know what? It's true, that is. That, that is so true, isn't it? And you look, when he fights Obi-Wan Kenobi in the next one, you're like, why is he so slow? Why is he yeah, so like, <laughs> It doesn't make sense. He just wiped all those people out. Come on. Like, 
Get into it, man. Yeah. Guys, I know the answer. I know the answer. He's sore. He's sore from like oh, from fighting all the he's rebel just... troopers. You know, he's like he's still healing. That's... Nice. I'm glad we he's about bit... that. He might be a little bit tired as well, wouldn't he? A little bit tired. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, he might have just been having a nap on the Death Star. Someone's woke him up and said Obi Wan's here, and he's gone. Oh, God, I better, I better go and sort he, that out. And... He's a quadruple yeah. amputee. You know, you got to give him a break. <laughs> Oh, but it is true, though, isn't it? When you watch that Rogue One scene and he's absolutely kicking ass and then you watch a new hope and he's like, how, yeah, slow, is exactly. how, how slow is this man? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah it nearly looks like it's in like, slow motion. It's just like <laughs> intensify. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is, though. It's very reminiscent of, I suppose, the, like, the memory that you have of Vader from watching the first ones and then... You know, it's 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 funny. It's only when you look back then that you're kind of like, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. this makes no sense now. It makes no mm. sense. So Claire, being a female, what mm-hmm. do you what do you um? Are you liking the direction Disney's going with having prominent female characters and focusing? I don't know if it's focusing really, but um finally giving females good roles in star wars yeah yeah i mean i don't know like people obviously there's there's obviously an opinion there that it was you know the original story of like the way leia was portrayed i suppose i don't know i don't really know if i agree with the 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 view of people on it it's a bit complex like i know some people kind of think that the originals were really sexist to like you know, against women and stuff, but like then you, we saw at the celebration, like and the the you know memorial for for Carrie and all of that kind of thing, and like you know she was str- like was such a strong character as well at that time too. Yeah. Um, so definitely parts of the character that were really strong. Um, it's hard to know. Like I I do, I kind of do, but but for me, I I've never really had that like feeling that women were you know, weren't represented as being strong either. So it doesn't feel really like that new to me, the direction that it's going in. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, ex- you I'm excited for it because I have two-year-old daughters. Yeah. Twins. And I'm excited for them to learn and grow with Star Wars because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like there's an end in sight. <laughs> yeah. There is, yeah. It's, it's Disney have got it. There is no end in sight. Right? It's going to go right. forever. It's gonna go forever. But uh, yeah. What What do you think about that? The fact that it's uh, you know, gonna go forever. Like, do you think that's a good thing? If uh, yeah, go ahead. Feelings. Kev. I think we all have that. Yeah. No, sorry, Ed. Um, it, it, you've got to be careful with anything, aren't you? Not to oversaturize everything. And mm. we're starting to see that a bit with the Marvel films. They, they're just getting a bit predictable and a bit. Um, same and i don't really want that for star wars i mean I, to be honest i hope they take a break after the next after the last um yeah. after the last anthology film give it say give it a few years and then come back and do something completely new um yeah. but but yeah but would what if they're like yeah we'll take a break and then give you like a standalone every year for three years would that be oversaturation yeah yeah i think so I have a feeling yeah, that's it, what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I think we all. I think we all. I, I don't think they'll stop and take a break or anything like that. Um, 
I think they'll keep going in, in some shape or form, be it, it might even be on TV or something, or, I mean, there's, there's, uh, this is the Underworld series still supposed to be going, isn't it? Star Star Wars Underworld and things like that. Mm. So there'll there'll be something out there that they'll. But movies wise, I I agree. I don't think they'll. Well, I they'll, they'll ch- I keep wanting to say don't do more than one a year, and then I think shit, the next two are within a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, no, Claire, I I think you're right. I think you've uh, you've got to be careful of it just becoming another Star Wars film and not really an event anymore because there's that one every year. Yeah, and I think, like, as well, the, you know, like, the the anticipation for The Force Awakens and the build-up and, like, the feeling of watching the first trailer and, you know, like, seeing the characters now, you know, obviously it's so amazing the fact that all the actors came back on board and you actually got to see these people, like, you know, to see, like, Mark and Harrison and, you know, like, from being so young to how they actually are now but I think that was so amazing because we actually hadn't seen those characters in such a long time like obviously with the prequels they you know we didn't get to see any of those characters so I think that was like why it's why it why it still is so amazing obviously for The Last Jedi now as well because it's just like you know you're, you're getting to see these people that you haven't seen in such a long time so I think if it was to turn into just a film every year like you're gonna you're gonna lose that yeah I think so I think you're right there. I do. Mm. Um, I think a big fear is is if you put out a movie that often, there's going to be a bad one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's, True. it's it's scary. It's scary to think about, really. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, like another thing, obviously, like so, I'm so glad that the new ones are right because <clears throat> at the moment, I I do really like where it's going, but like. Myself and Liam recently just were watching. Um, uh, we were watching one of the originals. I think it was. I think it was Return. We're Return of the Jedi actually, and it was when it got to the end. And obviously, you know, there's the whole celebration scene, and everyone's so happy, and like Han is there, and Luke and Leia, and it's all great. And then we were kind of like, oh, you know, it was nearly then kind of sad because we now know Han's fate. If you know what I mean, or his yeah. fate. Mm. We know they don't hang yeah. out again in another movie ever. Yeah, and yeah. like I was watching that moment of the beat all happy, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And then I was like, "Wait a second, like, you know, he doesn't know then he's going to be killed by his own son. Like, he doesn't deserve that, you know." Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Sorry, yeah. I'm just breaking my heart now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take, don't bring the memory of Han Solo. Oh my yeah. god! I can't. Oh my god! No, it was just something that came to mind because. <laughs> Before you kind of just watch the end of Return of the Jedi and be like, ah, all is good with the Force. Life is fine. I can be happy now. But no, can't. No, no. Yep. It says it's true. You're, really, you're so right with that because it's. I still, I still ain't got over the death of Han Solo. I'm still, still yeah. recovering from that. So it's like, yeah. oh my god. But yeah, were you? I mean, going to the Force Awakens. I know because we all liked it, and but were you, were you disappointed they weren't on screen together? You know, like Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely because now we know that that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. Um, and we don't even know if if Luke and Leia are going to be on screen together. Like you know, so that's a sad th- like thought as well. So I hope I hope for both of the characters and obviously for both of the actors that they are on screen together in the new one, or you know, even yeah. in, in the scene. But um, yeah, 
yeah, like that is sad because you, you really did want to see them back together, you know, and you nearly feel like they were, it was always so close to happening and then just taken away. I think we all want Luke and Leah on screen in the next one, don't we? Definitely. We all, yeah, that's, that's wouldn't, got to happen. Wouldn't it? it be sad, though, like they finish filming and then she passes away and then they're like, fuck, we miss an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be horrible, wouldn't it? If they didn't, if they hadn't filmed that, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it, I mean, it wouldn't be their fault because I mean, it no, wasn't no, planned. No. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Yeah. So we can't yeah. blame them if it's not in there, but that would it would. But hurt. she did. She had. She had finished the filming though, hadn't she? Yeah, yeah. That's why so, I'm saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That would that would be horrendous. That would be awful. But, yeah. Mm, but no, I agree with what you say there. It is, isn't it? When you know when you watch them now and you come back and you think they're never be going to be on screen and hands fate. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. sad because I don't think he deserves that as a character, you know. And when you, yeah, it's just sad. I think to see because you're like, oh, now I know what's ahead for you. Like, not good. Yeah, mm, I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know about but, you guys, but I've yeah, I think of Han's death as. Something Harrison wanted. Oh, That's he, he every time did. I think about Han <laughs> died and I get sad about it, I'm like, well, Harrison wanted it. And then I move on to wishing that he loved his character. Mm. <laughs> like, enough mm. to, like, want to go forever with it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I, I just, then I start feeling disappointed. Like, oh, Harrison didn't like his character, Han Solo. Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. That's just how I go through it. Hmm. Well, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think with that, we know, I mean, he wanted Han killed at the end of Return of the Jedi, didn't he? Yeah, but didn't the writer as yeah. well, what, what yeah. was the guy, um, oh, I can't think, but of Empire and Return of the Jedi, I think. Lawrence Kasdan. Oh, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think he always wanted to kill the character. <laughs> so I think when I heard then that he was on the new one, I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah, uh, we, we all we all <laughs> we all knew that, didn't we? We all thought, yeah. yeah. And as Done. soon as he, as soon as that led, we just went, "This is it." He's off. Yeah, he goes. we know, we all that's, know what's happening now. Let's prepare ourselves. Let's <laughs> take out the effort for the funeral, you know. No, no, yeah, that's it. That's like, oh, here we go. The, my favorite character's about to die, so here we yeah. go. Well, <laughs> well, he's doing the Han Solo standalone, so he's keeping the character moving forward in the past. Yeah, but I mean. I mean but Harrison Ford is Han Solo, like. Oh, yes. Yeah, well I know. Said. Well, it's well like said. Indiana Jones. Like, there's nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking right. of standalones, uh, mm-hmm. if you were going to make one, what would you do? What, what would you make it about? Uh, I have been thinking about this. Because, to be honest, not overly excited about the Obi-Wan. But we'll get to that. Um, I, w- I would do... A Yoda standalone, I feel. Ooh. Because, like, it's, you know, and as in, when I say a Yoda standalone, I mean, like, a 900 years ago Yoda standalone, like the oranges of Yoda. Um, Just because I think it's a time that has never been explored. Like, obviously, we went to the time of the sequels, so we learned about, like, Anakin, the young Obi, all of that, you know, now we're past that, so we're, you know, later on, we're learning about all of that end of things. 
but I think it's a time that's definitely never been explored. And then obviously with the, the last Jedi coming out and we know it's kind of going back to the origins of, you know, the first Jedi temple and all that kind of thing that we might be able to get a bit more perspective on that end of things. Mm. Yeah. So that is definitely a possibility. It, like they, they could do a lot with that going like pre prequels. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like a good, a long time ago pre-prequels, because I just think it would open a lot of doors and might avoid repetition in that if, you know, you could, it, it would be totally different because, let's face it, Barry Yoda, no one else that we already know would be in existence for, like, hundreds of years, so. Right, right. That's a great, great point, because the one thing that we've always said on here is to just keep rehashing yeah. the same stories, don't they? And, yeah, mm. and you think... Tell them, tell something new that we've not seen, and go. Well, you know, it's more, it's more else. like I, I, like oh, there's another thing between yeah. episode three and four. Oh, another, yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, this yeah. would break that yeah. mold, which they need exactly. to do. Exactly, because as much as I loved Rogue One, it was kind of like okay, but you know, we knew that we knew that those plans were like were stolen by rebels. We like we knew that happened. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know the end. We know the succeed. Yeah, we knew they were like we knew there was no way they were going to live. It was just kind of like, okay, you're introducing us to all these characters to be like, okay, see you later. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Now we've already said that. That's a brilliant point because we think it's it's time for some something new, isn't it? Something that Mm. we've we've not seen before, and like like Ed said, that's not set between. Episodes three and four, or episodes, you know, two and three, or whatever. It's going yeah. to be something completely different. Exactly, because I think those timelines are ones that we're all very familiar with, and we know all of the characters in and around it, and everything that's going on. So, I suppose the idea of something like a Yoda standalone would would break yeah. that because yeah, at a completely different time, you know. Yeah, it sounds like you feel like us then about the Obi Wan film. You're not sort of bowled over. Yeah. Because I feel like what what are we going to learn now that we didn't yeah. learn? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, you know we've we've or, done Obi Wan. Yeah, like yeah, I I don't know. I feel like we know we know enough about him. We know we know you know how how he was when he was young, his post training. We know all of that, and then we know that he dies. So in that epic fight with Darth Vader, <laughs> that we saw, that really fast <laughs> and like just. Amazing uh, fight, you know, you know. Yeah, those maneuvers. Wow. I mean, think about it. You're used to like. I mean, you're not used to it at the point at the time it came out, obviously. But you you've seen Obi Wan in the prequels flipping around, fighting Darth Maul, and then you see him in the Clone Wars, flipping around more and being awesome with a lightsaber. Yeah. And then you're like, you think about Episode Four, and you're like, he just stood there holding his lightsaber in front of him. If you took the mu- music out of that scene, it must just literally be like a Mexican stare-off or something. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, he's an, he's an old man, isn't he? He's arthritis and a bad back and all that, lot, probably. And, <laughs> Broken you know, hip. Yeah, he's got a probably bad hip. He's probably had a hip replacement, a couple of new knees, so he can't move around that fast, can he? I mean, come on. Oh. Let's give him some, give him some credit. He's yeah, not going to be flipping around then, is he? It's an know? old man versus a quadruple amputee. <laughs> how can this go? Yeah, how's this going to go? Yeah, this is, it's not going to be like the fight of the century, is it? On a respirator. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can see the stormtroopers looking going, come on, guys, you can do better than this, surely. Yeah, li- mean, this live is, enough. Like, this is yeah. pathetic, lads. Come on, we need more <laughs> than this. 
Oh God. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I think we we think the same about the Obi Wan film. What what possible story can they tell that is not you know that we're not going to know about Obi Wan already? Did you yeah, see? Exactly. Did you did you see Logan, Claire? Yes. So there's people out there that are thinking, oh, you could go like an Obi Wan film with like a Logan tint to it, like it's just like a a slower small it's like a, it takes a small story and makes it big or tries to i don't know yeah but like at, at what part of his life you know like with logan we we didn't know that how, how his life ended until we saw that film so mm, yeah. that's true well yeah and i was i was just thinking like his like a weekend on tatooine <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan's great adventure. Obi-Wan's great yeah. adventure. That's what it's going to be. I'm telling you. And we now. talked about this. We're like, oh, let's watch him vacuum his hut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Making Have dinner. Been... But yeah, that Yoda shout, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, we we definitely think they've got to go somewhere different in the future. Mm. Somewhere, you know, not get not get bogged down with the same old stories set between this and that. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, Speaking of repeating same old stories, it seems like The Last Jedi is going to be a little Empire Strikes Baxi with the whole... Totally. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Even, it's it, like literally, uh, like the, the, the whole trailer, it's just completely that vibe of like, okay, so The Force Awakens kind of told the story it needed to tell. Here's your characters. This is what's happening. There's darkness on this lightness. And then it's just like, Oh shit! Things are getting really dark now. Yeah, so, but I mean, you can't blame them because where else can they go with the first order? Like they're obviously gonna strike back. So, Not nice people. Yeah, uh, but I'm interested to see what they do around it. Uh, Claire, what 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 was your reaction to the trailer? What did you think of it? Um. Oh, yeah, I mean, it took a few watches. The first watch, I was just like, it's the type of one that had me just like despairing at the end of it. You know, I think in comparison to the to the Force Awakens ones, like, you know, you had such like a buzz when you watched it, especially, I think, the, the full trailer, like not the teaser, the, the full one before it came out, it was like such a sense of excitement because, you know, you're getting to see the Millennium Falcon again. You yeah. get to see all old Harrison Ford and Chewie and it's like Nostalgia. you know all happens exactly whereas I think this it's it's uh, obviously focused a lot more on the the new characters um, and then obviously on Luke which is amazing I was kind of hoping to see a bit more of like badass Luke swinging his lightsaber yeah which... I think if you ask Kev yeah. he would love to see that yeah <laughs> I would I would oh don't even <laughs> Don't even get me started. I will orgasm again, so don't even say that if that happens. Because, uh, again, if Luke, if Luke gets that green ass lightsaber out and starts kicking ass in this one, that's it. Fucking, this will be the greatest film in the history yeah. of film ever. I think, um, that's what, I think that's what has to happen. And I think to avoid it from just being another, as we're saying, empire kind of vibe, you, mm. want, you want there to be something different. And I suppose they're lucky in this time that there's a lot more... You know, there's, there's so much going on with the new characters, and then you obviously have Luke to draw on. And you know, let's face it, if like if Luke just even takes out his lightsaber, we're all going to lose our shit. So, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, I, I'm just hoping you know the scene in the trailer, Claire, with <laughs> when Snoke's torturing Ray, and yes. she's like, yeah, I've I've got visions of like Luke coming in to save her and just lighting that lightsaber up, going fucking leave her alone, and then shit just going down, and that'll just yeah. be fucking awesome. That if Luke yeah. just comes in and it saves her at that point. Mm. But I, I do like, I mean, I've, we were talking last week, Claire, with some of the trailers in the past. Yeah. I felt they've given too much away. Whereas I think these two trailers for The Last Jedi have kept things quite quiet. So um, I don't know what you thought. I thought it was quite, it did quite a good job of teasing. Oh, yeah. And saying, you know, this is going to happen. We're going to see this. We're going to yeah. see that. So... <clears throat> Yeah, go yeah, no. with, yeah, go on. Completely, no, I was just going to say, I totally agree. Like, they gave they gave us so much in terms of, like, imagery and what we needed to see and, you know, the characters again and obviously, you know, it's getting darker and stuff. But, like, we're no, we're absolutely no wiser to, to anything that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Like, com- completely no wiser. Like, we don't even know if Luke's going to come off his feckin' island, like... Um, <laughs> You know what true, I mean? very so, true. Like, yeah. We literally don't know. And bar, I mean, even from the from the teaser shots that we saw, say back at celebration. So that's what back in April, you know, of Ray and and Luke. We haven't actually seen anything extra really from from their two characters, even bar what we saw then. You know, um, yeah, that's a good in, point. That is, isn't it? Well, the, the really biggest the biggest thing is we know Ray and Snoke meet. That's like the mm. one thing they give us. And maybe Kylo and and Ray. Yeah, I don't know about that, to be honest. I think the lighting looks really different in the the two shots there when he yeah. holds out. I think that's, I think, how, think that's how that's edited, isn't it? That's how that's yeah. edited. Well, okay, I so think. I think the lighting might match, but there's no embers around her. And there's a uh, lot yeah. of them around him. So that's why I'm like, eh. It could be like a dream or an hallucination or something either. Yeah, so so I've had I've had a theory, I've yeah. heard a theory uh, that that is the embers from the Jedi Academy burning, not the tree, and okay. that it was a force back, like a flashback. Yeah, and okay. that she meets Kylo in the flashback, like he's also there for some some weird force thing. Okay, but that's just a theory. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I honestly, I don't think, it, like, it's not just going to be as, as clean cut as, like, okay, here, come with me, Ray, and she's going to be like, oh, grand, let's go. Yeah, that'll do me, yeah, let's go, no. let's go. Um, yeah, like, I don't think that's <laughs> Um, I don't know, I think, then, like, I, to be honest, after the first film, I, I had more of a, of a, a theory that, like, Kylo was going to go to the light rather than Ray was going to go to the dark, or actually that they were going to like switch. Um, I don't just see Ray rocking off to the dark side, really. She's yeah, it's she's an interesting one. Very, how they're going to do it? Yeah, mm. she's very Mary Sue like and um, mm. like perfect. So I think. Do you think that's deliberate though? Do you think? That's I think that might. Yeah, if they go that route, yeah. make her dark, it'd be good. Like good yeah. for, you know, thrilling movie yeah she, it's true isn't it in the, in the force awakens she's almost perfect to everything so yeah. i think you know i look back at that and i look at this one because i 
it's like you said, Claire. I totally agree with. I think the trailer for the, the trailers for the Force Awakens were definitely more um, to get you excited and crowd pleasing, exactly. and and you know, I mean, the bit with Chewie and Han at the end, and Chewie were home. Yeah. It was like holy shit. But oh, these yeah. scenes, I almost more, cried. Yeah I, yeah, I did. I think I think I cried like a little girl at that one. So uh, you know, it was it was unbelievable. But I think these, it seems to be now they're going more into the characters and being more story driven and they're trying to yeah. keep trying to keep a lot secret this time whereas before you know it was all let's get people pumped up let's get people you know it's the first film in a long time yeah but this one yeah but this one seems to be um it's storing our character and let's get deep into the film and try and keep you know as much as we can secret mm. um so, yeah, well, I, uh, I feel like JJ was even more secretive. So get ready for that in episode nine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And I'm really happy as well that he's on that again. I have to say. Oh really? Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm a little on the fence still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like JJ. I have to say, I thought like he made the Force Awakens what it had to be. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I'm on, well, that's why I'm on the fence and not like, no. Yeah. He's got to do something new and fresh this time, though, Claire, hasn't he? And not oh, rehash. Totally. Yeah, not rehash. And not Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Cause, well, um, that's, I think, that's, I think that's the worry. rehash, but I think the bigger thing is not play <clears throat> it safe. Yeah. I want to totally. yeah. I want to see more more stuff. Like he mm. oh, yeah, I don't know. Continue. <laughs> I don't know. I, I we had an episode on this already so I'm like, Ugh. I like that Ed when you just go I just want to see more stuff. That's <laughs> Yeah. Very descriptive. I can just vision it now. But you could sense my that? irritation, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know Ed, when they ask your opinion of that film you go, yeah, there was loads of stuff in it. It was great. It was just loads yeah. of stuff. You go, that's um, it. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. It was awesome. So, um, so when did you watch the, the Last Jedi trailer, Claire? Did you watch it in the morning when you got up? or? No, I, I waited like two days to watch it. I just didn't feel ready. Um, were you, Claire, were you tempted not to watch it? Yes, I was. Very yeah. much. Yeah, and then I, I like, Yeah, and then I like impulse watched it. And like, as in, literally, like, it was just on. I don't know how. I don't know how it was. I don't know how it happened. Um, you know, I was actually watched it in work, and I was in the production booth on my own, and literally, I just got it up on the screen and on the the surround sound, and it was just playing. I was like, oh god, I've done it. And then (laughs) as soon as I, as soon as I watched it, then I was like, what have I done? And then I just had to keep watching it. Just yeah, it's like a drug in it. Like keep addicted. Yeah. I watch it. I'll just watch it one more time. See and what I can. Let me guess. See what I've missed. Let me guess. You don't regret it. No, I mean, I because I, I, I don't think I was ever going to be able to to not watch it. I lasted two days not watching it. So which I is impressive, actually. I, that's yeah. Impressive. Yeah, I think I was going to eventually have to watch it, but um, yeah, and then we've just watched loads of like reactions to the trailer as well. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Well, so. ours, our reaction's the best, so you should check oh, that out. <laughs> we, we, we go through it live. Like, we have not seen it yet, and we record it, 
live with us seeing it for the first time and then and then we watch it again pausing it and talking it's pretty good yes no yeah that sounds good (laughs) not to toot our own horn but beep beep yeah yeah we were awesome yeah we were great but uh, what did liam do claire did he watch it yeah he watched uh, no he watched it after me and i think i don't know i don't know maybe if i hadn't watched it he mightn't have but i think yeah yeah, I think that must have been uh, it. That must have been it. Cause it, yeah. was, it was so tempting not to watch it, just to go in. Because we were talking, you know, when Ryan Johnson tweeted to fans, look, don't watch it if you want to go in. And I was thinking, but you just can't, I just can't resist not watching yeah. it. Cause but in the same tweet, he said it was good. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and it was like, I've got to watch. And you can't not watch the trailer because you just think, I'm going to see some new Star Wars footage. But yeah, it was yeah, it was so tempting not to watch it, but um, it's so, worth it though, isn't it? So Kev, 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 yeah. Uh, did you since we reviewed it last week? Have you come across any new stuff in the trailer that you uh, noticed and want to talk about? Um, I've 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 had a look at some of it. The the, the biggest thing is there seems to be quite a lot of the supremacy in it, doesn't there? Yeah, you know the um, yes in the background. Um, yeah, I think Kylo's in there at the beginning. So, Claire, uh, do you know what the supremacy is? I'm not going to lie, I don't. That's fine, it's fine. Um, so, it's a giant... I don't want to say Star Destroyer because it's not really. It's it's a giant ship for the First Order. It's Snoke's flagship. And it's how, okay. many, how many miles long, Kev, did we say? Oh, I can't even remember. It's what bigger it? than it? the Executor. Right. Super Star Destroyer. It's huge, but it's like wide, not long. Yeah, it's 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 like the biggest. Um, it's the biggest ship, ship other than a Death Star. Okay, yeah, it is absolutely huge. Like it has docking um, bays in it that repair Star Destroyers. So yeah, it's okay. huge. But if you watch the trailer again, look in the background when yeah. when um, Kylo's flying his Tie Silencer, and there's a front view of it. Oh him. yes. In the background, you see this like really thin ship, way in the back. That is it. Oh it's wow! Huge. It's huge. There's nothing getting past you guys. Oh, There's nothing not. getting past us. Are we not no Star way. Wars fans? <laughs> <laughs> You've made it. But if you look closely in the first shot, which I did, which I did see, there are where Kylo Ren is. If you look to the left, there are some old AT-ATs in there. So that's got to be on that ship because that's got to be big enough to be carrying them. Oh, when he's starting, yeah. When that trailer starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look to the left, um, and then it's in the background. So I think I think that ship's going to feature quite heavily in this film. Yeah, agree. It might, and it might be that ship that's like falling apart and burning at the end when Phasma and Finn are fighting. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So I've, but I've got one. Oh, continue, on. continue. No, 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 you go. You go. No, I, I go. have a few things. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, um, with the Phasma and Finn fight, and this is just a very, very slight issue on this. Mm. If I've just read the Phasma book, right, and if Finn beats Phasma in that fight, there's something wrong with the whole, <laughs> right, the, the whole film. Yeah. Or there's an underlying reason. Yeah. Like maybe he has the force or something. Oh, that, that that's interesting. But, right? Yeah. 
Um, but uh, but she is. I mean, I'm like a half hour. There's a novel Claire called Phasma, and it's yeah. just about her upbringing on her home planet, uh, Parnosis, I believe it's called, and yeah. uh, how the First Order finds her and how she gives up her entire family and clan, and wow. just for the First Order, like because she just she wants is, power. She just wants she, power. She's badass. Yeah. And very badass, correct. That's pretty much the word for her, badass. That's two words, but I combine them into one. Uh, And so you you look at this scene in the trailer and you're like, Finn doesn't really have much. He's just a stormtrooper. Yeah. There's no way he can beat her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really cool scene when they're fighting in there. Yeah. He would not have a chance. He will not have a chance. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with that and how they mm. play that out. Mm. Um, yeah. So. All right. So what so, else you got, Ed? What else? Yeah. You got so I got a few things here. So when when Luke's like, uh, I've seen this power before, and I wasn't scared then. Now I see it. Now I'm at, now I am scared. Oh uh, yes. So and he's like looking at the camera in the background on the yeah. floor. What's on the floor? Yeah, what is that? What is yeah. that? Do you have a what theory that? for that? It's like a symbol or something on the floor. Well, it, it looks... Um, I'm I, wondering if it's... It's not the... Something to... T- it's not that... It's not the uh, Jedi symbol. It's not the, like, the no. saber with the wings and stuff. It's not that. But do you think it's some old sort of light and dark symbol or something because it seems to be it kind of looks like a yin yang kind of thing yin and yang it? thing doesn't it yeah i, I thought mm. that, but i can't you can't see it it's out of focus so i was thinking what does that i'm presuming it's i mean yeah, it's obviously it's, something jedi related because they're in like the first jedi temple yeah yeah so. and obviously i mean i love that scene there when luke says that i mean i know there's a very like if i don't know he, he looks different or something well, he's, weird he, he, yeah i'm excited to see him play the like s- ugly not ugly but like old grumpy yes uh, <laughs> old with grumpy life Jedi. you know like fuck yeah <laughs> so claire who do you think he's referring to before do you think it's kylo no when he says he's seen I the power think, before no i think i think it's i think it's vader or possibly emperor hmm yeah, that's what's been oh, in my mind. It's such a we we different. immediately jumped to Ben Solo, right? Yeah, I immediately jumped to Kylo yeah, as he trained him. Know. He turned well, he was yeah. training Ben. He turned against him, but he didn't really scare him. But Ray, for some reason, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like Kylo is 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 powerful enough for him to say that about him. And that's the argument. I don't. Yeah, agreed. I don't, I just, I, I just don't, I don't think he would say that lightly, like, about someone. And I think, like, let's face it, Vader was, like, the badass, and then Emperor was, like, fucking insane. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, don't, don't get me wrong, I mean, Carlo's only a young guy, and he's already killed his own dad, so he's not, like, a walk in the park either. But, like, I was, I don't know, I, I think, I think there's, like, a... I think there's a more obvious, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, like, I know they speak about it in the first film where Snoke, you know, talks about the conflict within him and stuff. I think there's a much more obvious kind of conflict of 
morality, I suppose, in Kylo than there was ever in Vader or in Emperor, you know? Yeah. Mm. Now, whether that would make Luke fear them more or whatever, fear their power more, I don't know. I, I will I will say everyone's saying Kylo isn't powerful and I will defend him just being devil's advocate here. He mm-hmm. did get shot by Chewie's bowcaster. And they made a point throughout the entire Force Awakens movie how powerful Chewie's bowcaster was. How it would throw a stormtrooper like four feet back or whatever. And yeah. then he got shot in like what, the right torso or whatever? by it and had to go through his whole fight with Ray and Finn with that. So that's my only devil's advocate argument. Yeah, no, he was he was kind of toying with Finn though, wasn't he? And he just dispatched him when he needed to. But I, I think yeah, you're right there. But I think the Ray thing is was to emphasize that how powerful she was. Well and that's the other thing. He he did resist or she sorry, she did resist him when he tried mm. to probe her brain. And that, honestly, is where I think the Force actually awakened. When he went yes. into her brain. Yeah. And in the book of the movie, they, they yeah. make it more yes. elaborate. But she, he triggered something when he was sifting in her brain for the, the yeah. map to find Luke. And then mm. saw images of some of her dreams in the book. Mm. And the dreams were of an island in an ocean planet. You know, like... You know, Octo is what we're talking about. Yeah, which she's seen, and, which she's yeah, seen. Cause yeah, yeah. And she's, yeah. she's dreamt about it. So he sees <laughs> yeah. that, and I think that triggers something, and then she wakes up suddenly and is like, talks yeah. about him not being as powerful as Vader and stuff. So I think that was the true awakening. But uh, at the end yeah. of the movie with the music, you know, John Williams' music coming in and her leaning back with the saber and her, you know, their lightsabers clashing, that, that may be the actual awakening, but mm. I don't know. But that goes on to another bit in the trailer, doesn't it, with the Snoke? Um, yes. You know, I think I think that I think he's talking about Ray and not Kylo. I think that's yeah, another bit I of agree. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. Yeah. Even by the way it's portrayed in the in the in the trailer, like you know, the, they they show Kylo first, and it's all darkness, yeah. and there's a yeah. few shots of Kylo. You immediately think, oh, great, you know, Snoke thinks Kylo's great, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh. Wait a yeah. second. And I think that would, Kylo would like detest the fact that Snoke would speak about Ray like that, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally do you, agree. Totally do, you yeah, think, do you think Kylo is even interested in getting Snoke's favor? Yeah, do you not see him and your man, um, oh God, Donald Leeson's character now, it's gone oh, out of Hux. my head as well. Hux. General yeah. Hux. General Hux. General Hux, sorry. Um, yeah, they're like, Two children in a play school trying to get like teacher's pet when they're in there with Snoke. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you know, they're like totally trying to upstage who's like more committed to darkness and killing people. But I, I feel like when you see him c- communing with Darth Vader's helmet, uh, you kind of feel like it's like he's not, I don't know, he could skirt Snoke a little bit. Like he could, um, He'd rather just like find his self uh, improvement more than yeah in, um, pleasing Snoke. I don't know. I also I've also have a theory that him. Remember, he's just like show me the dark side or give me 
show me the dark side again when he's talking to Vader or trying to. Yeah. I think I immediately think, well, he's good now. Right? You see his ghost, you see his spirit at the end of Return of the Jedi. So what could what could Ben Solo possibly have seen from holding that helmet that could have convinced him that he saw an, such evil that he's trying to continue mm. it in The Force Awakens? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because as far as we know, Anakin's redeemed. He's back. He's a good guy now. Yeah. That's a very... Very good point. So it makes me wonder if Snoke kind of has been has been um, convincing, like conning him, like maybe putting I some think, visions I in his so. head. Yeah, I think he's doing that. So because Ed, going back to the novel, have you read the Force Awakens novel? Yes. Yeah, so have I. Because there's there's the bit that they missed out on the film, which I really liked in the book, is that. In the last lightsaber fight with uh, Ray and um, Kylo Ren, mm. Snoke, Snoke tries to seduce Ray there and then, doesn't she? Doesn't he? Yes, um, yes like she hears uh, his voice. Yeah, I can't remember what the bit in the, what it says something, and he says something like, "Just kill him or something." Um, yep. You've got the you've got that raw power, and I I think that's going to be significant. That's why immediately when I rewatch the trailer and he says, you know, raw power, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he's talking about her and that he wants her to be. Yeah, because we know the they meet. Thing. We know they meet. Yeah, in this movie and that's right yeah. But whether she then turns against him and or something or you know, and he has to then because obviously that scene in the trailer is obviously it looks like he's torturing her or something. Um, it's gonna be. I can't wait to see how that plays out. But yeah, um, I I do uh, that bit in particular was definitely misdirection in the trailer because he's definitely I think he's definitely talking I about Ray. I think there's a lot of misdirection in the trailer. So. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, it's bound to be, isn't they? Another thing in the trailer yeah. I saw was uh, when she dives into the water and it's like a quick couple seconds, but uh, she dives into the water and on the bottom right you see a skull. Oh, I'm on this And it yeah. looks like a giant alligator skull. So there's some creature. And remember those rumors about her fighting some big creature in the ocean, Kev? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's like something has to do with that. I don't know. Ooh. Part of her training. Yeah. That was another thing yeah. I noticed. Uh, yeah. What else? Another thing, actually, as well, I thought, um, you know, in terms of just things there that, you know, we're trying to misdirect us or whatever, was the whole you know when Kylo's pressing the button and he's like you know kill it <laughs> yeah. now if you have to yeah that's like, the and then it goes to Leia I like totally think that's completely trying to mislead no, that, no way is that happening no way complete another tripe yeah no yeah, yeah completely yeah it's well done but I thought no way is well, the, is he killing the biggest uh, thing with no that way. is the biggest thing with that is like you look in the background all her crew are walking around, not, you know. Yeah, completely not, There's casual. no emergency going on. They're not freaking out. No. They're just walking casually. <laughs> and in the background, yeah. even through the windows, there's no, like, laser fire or anything. No. And she's kind of just staring like like she's doing some kind of force feeling power something. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. In fairness, it kind of does have. She does have the same look on her face that she had when Han died. Remember, she could like feel something was after happening. You could see in her face when that happened. Yeah. In the Force Awakens. So for me, it more begs the question: What has brought that reaction on her? Like clearly, something happens, you know. And obviously, Kylo Ren is talking about something when he's saying, "Just kill it if you need to." I'm pressing the button or whatever. So obviously. I think there's something now. What that is, I don't know, but I definitely think it's complete misdirection in terms of the way they've played it out in the trailer. Right. You know? Yeah, I think it totally yeah. is for sure. Yeah, I think everybody must sort of get that feeling because I think yeah, we're not going to see Leah just go out like that if they do actually kill her off in the end. But um, well, the big I, thing, yeah. the big thing I've been hearing is uh, as far as the structure of the movie, it starts out. Right after the Force Awakens, so yeah. yes, all the all the resistance slash rebels are fleeing their base because the First Order knows where it is, and yeah. the First Order shows up with that giant supremacy ship and all the other Star Destroyers, and they're the mm. resistance is all leaving in their ships, and this is what this battle is that we're seeing in the trailer. Uh, so. The thought is, later in the trailer, you see her on that snow planet, or the salt. It's actually salt planet. Mm. So it, she obviously survives that space battle. Crate. Yeah. Yeah. You see her on crate. Mm. So that's, oh, yeah. So that's what people are saying. Like, well, it's obviously misdirection because she didn't die yeah. in that battle. Because so. that, that shot on crate is very similar. It's a bit similar to the Empire Strikes Back shot, isn't it, where she's just sort of oh when luke when they close the doors and luke's out yeah there? the black and she's just like quite calm you know just like just sort of staring i, off I will like say there can be yeah. more than one space battle in this movie so it could be totally wrong but yeah but it, yeah. From, if that's the big one and they're showing all the shots from it and it, then it's at the beginning of the movie and she definitely survives it mm. yeah yeah I, I honestly i don't think that's how She's, you know, I don't think that's what's, what's going to happen at all to her character. I hope not, but I don't think it is. I think, I think it would be kind of predictable. Yeah. You know, yeah, I right. agree. Yeah, right. I don't. I think so. So, but Claire, the, the the we've held off for the real, real, real big question of the night. Yes. Give us your opinion on the porgs. <laughs> oh my god kev you brought it up you brought it up <laughs> i win i win that, that so win, I'll, I'll happily pay up when i see you next <laughs> 58 minutes into the podcast you win <laughs> i mean i win you i had to i had to ask it come on claire that one shot of chewy and the porg in the cockpit favorite favorite shot from the whole trailer i don't know how we haven't talked about it yet <laughs> You think they're you cute? scared me. I was, that was so intense. I did not want <laughs> the question. Like, <laughs> myself up for like a real uh, form. Yeah, for like some answer. sort of major, like major big question yeah. or something. Yeah. This is, this wait, is wait, 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 wait. It is a major question. This, this is, is a major huge. question, Claire. Yeah. I love, the, I love the porgs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Game well, porg. That's two on two. Me and James ate them. You and Ed love them. So, how can you hate them? They're adorable. Oh, oh no, they're oh dear. Have you seen the? If you go in Toys R Us and see the 
toy, the um, interactive toy, and you press it, and it makes that noise. And you, oh my god, it's <laughs> the noise that's in all, the trailer. Oh, that, oh no, the, it's going to be Ewoks part two. They're going to be the cute laugh. Wait, now you're no, implying part... you don't like Ewoks. Oh wait, we already went over. Yeah, wrong with you, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, this is a, it's a bit controversial, but I don't yeah, like the Ewoks. Like okay, he's a nice guy. Okay, you call yourself a Star Wars fan. I mean, come on, you don't like the Ewoks. You don't like the Porks. <laughs> Next, you'll be saying you don't like George. You don't like creatures that eat humans. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Play drums with their helmets and everything. I and can only hope Porks like... eat humans. Yeah. I hope so. Maybe that. Maybe that's the twist in the film that the Porks are real like killers and they just the go over. They wipe out the first thing That's what Q is doing on the Falcon. He's taking a load of porgs with him yeah. on the Falcon, and he's going to strategically put them in the in the supremacy. And that's it. They'll win. The, the uh, resistance will win. Well, Chewie's obviously Chewie's obviously accepting of them to have mm. them hang out as a like uh, ornament <laughs> in the cockpit. <laughs> how are we, we going to deal with seeing Chewie in a film at Ohan? I know that's awful, isn't it? I can't. Oh, I can't. Well, that's not right. It's not right. Oh. So it's good. Who's going who's to be? Who's going to be piloting the Falcon with him, though? Because if Ray's training, yeah, actually, Ray's Poe Dameron will in the end. Oh, it should be Poe. Yeah, Poe is like the, the modern, well, not the no. I was better the modern day Han. I did not mean that. Um, yeah. Oh, he's that. I suppose he he has that kind of charismatic. Character, if I do say well, something I think like in, that. The, in the yeah, in the first trailer, I think. Do you think it's Poe's X-wing that gets blown up? So then he's going to need to pilot a ship, and she will go. Come with me. We'll sort this out. And so I have a, <laughs> I have a slight concern with the way it's going. Uh, there's a lot of uh, good guy characters, and I'm thinking but one of them needs to die, right? Mm. And if you were to pick oh, one, who would you pick? Oh, God. That's assuming that all of the good guys are actually good guys. Right. True. Okay. True. Well, are uh, you implying that one might not be? Well, I mean, potentially, they're trying to, you know, they're showing the possibility that Ray could go to the dark side. We know that yeah. much. Um, we don't really know. Like, obviously, I think it would be a bit, Finn's not going to be, like, bad, good, bad again. So, I think... We're pretty sure he's good. Um, yeah, like, how much do we really know about Poe? Well, yeah, yeah, and, you know, we've... It's <clears throat> been said that Poe was originally going to die in The Force Awakens, but he abdicated for his character to J.J., and they liked it a lot, so he didn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't mm. know. The obvious one would be Finn. Yeah, but he's already told somebody, I can't remember where I saw it, that he is on for episode nine. Ah, so, okay. I suppose that's going to be the big... But maybe he's going to be a ghost character. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Han Solo. Yeah, it could easily do that. Uh, we're going to see Han Solo ghost, surely. He's going to be some secret force user and he's going to come back. So, I think yeah. Harrison is definitely signing up for that. Oh, for I'm sure. sure. Yeah, miser- I'm sure miserable old Harrison Ford will come back. I'm going to do what? What? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure I'm going to do that? 
Oh my it's... god! You're like, come on, Harrison, bit more enthusiasm, mate. So yeah, um, yeah um, you think Snoke survives? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. He's a, he's a long he's a long he's an old Sith. So Claire, around. Claire, in our uh, initial review last week of the trailer, yeah. we we hypothesized that Ray, to get to Snoke, lies to Kylo and says, "I can't. I don't know what I'm supposed to be." You know her quote, whatever the quote is. Uh, can you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, help me out? And then well, she I'm uses him office. to get to Snoke. Perhaps. Right? Yeah. Because I thought I thought that originally, but I don't think that now. Yeah. I just because you because it, it might the trailer might be so f- spliced up and. Yeah. You don't know. But my original it, thought was that because I thought that was on the same scene, but when you watch it again, I, like what Claire said, that's I think that's two different parts of the movie. So I don't think Ray does do that now. Well, there's. Do you know her? Do you remember her quote exactly? Right there, there's a the pause that she, they put in her quote is very yeah. odd. It says, "I need, yeah. I need someone to show someone me my place in all this." Yeah, but there's a pause the in the middle of it, yeah. and it's like, "Why are they showing my place in all this?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so. he holds out his hand, and it's as if to say, "Come with me." So, yeah. But if that's the case, I mean, that I do wonder as well whether whether some of those scenes are actually just filmed for the trailer to misdirect you. Oh, whether right. some of them will... Well, you, know, you know what I mean? You know that scene where where he's firing the missiles or whatever and it shows yeah. that, like, crosshairs. That should just be totally not in the movie. Hey, yeah. BB-9E could not be in the movie, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Claire, uh-huh. there was an, a dark R2 unit that they marketed. They sold toys of it. For Rogue One, it was an R2 yeah. unit and it was black, not in the movie. Oh, <clears throat> so you never know. So, you never know. Yeah, this is because true. I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think there'll be bits missing, bits in the trailer, not in the film. I want. I want you know to I mean? think they've learned. I want to think they've learned, mm. and I want to think that Ryan Johnson has had a big hand in the trailers production yeah and the tv yeah. spots and stuff i hope i hope yeah. so yeah so claire that that's the trailer claire just one thing before we let you go yes um um have you got your tickets no actually i haven't because I'm ha- i have a bit of a dilemma the night that is out here i am singing with the band that i'm with um Ooh, okay yeah, yeah. So I can't get out of that. So I might look at maybe going to an early screening, but I'm obviously going to be working and then I have the gig that night. So going to maybe try and go in between times. Right. Are you going to dress up? No. <laughs> I can safely say no. <laughs> that well, was a definite no. I might a wear a no. Jedi yeah. costume. Not going to lie. No. Like, yeah, but you are, I, we're going opening night though, Ed, aren't you? You're, so oh, that's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. If you don't go... I don't. I don't think you should put a costume on if you're not going opening night. Very like, true. Um, yeah. Very true. You yeah. look a bit keen, like you know, rocking yeah. in. It's out, it's out a week and a half, and you're just rocking. <laughs> I've been wearing this for five days straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, Especially if you go to if you go to like a ten a.m. show as well, and you're dressed up. Yeah. Be like loads of like 
uh, older people just going, what the hell is that there? What the yeah. hell is she coming? You know, it just wouldn't look right, would it? it just no, not right. at all. No, I'll probably wear, I like, I'll, I'll go for a more subtle approach. I'll wear like, you know, a Star Wars top that's not that obvious that it's Star Wars, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the approach cool. I like to take. <laughs> so you, so you, you think you'll be seeing it? podcast, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll exactly. be seeing it a day, maybe a day later then, maybe a day after the uh, release. So, yeah, I'll probably, I probably will try and see it maybe on the day of release. Last year it was the same; we couldn't see it until the day after, so we had to like go on complete social media blackout yeah. for like twenty-four hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, the key, I think. It's hard as well, like on open. Uh, well, for the first couple of shows, and first few days, it's always completely jammers. So, like, mm. you know, oh god, I wish I could just go see it in an empty cinema, like on my own. Yeah, I know. It really would be, wouldn't it? So, so you know, the cinema near you. Then is it? What, what do you go to? Is it like a multiplex? Have you got a multiplex near you, or is it just like a local? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. There's loads around. Um, we'll probably go yeah. to see it in Dublin because that there's just the cinema. We normally just go to the cinema up there. So. In Dublin, just to, yeah, 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 awesome, awesome. I- IMAX, so. is that what they call Go it ahead. there? IMAX. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there is IMAX. There's a few different ones. Like we've IMAX, we've Cineworld, loads of options. You know. Hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. My, mine's so, like yeah. mine's an IMAX, and it's 3D. That's what I'm gonna see. 10 p.m. Thursday night. Yeah, would you see it in 3D your first time seeing it? Yeah, the first one's going to be 3D. It, we have yeah. to. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really? yeah no. Yeah. I, I, I can't now. I'd be very distracted with the glasses. Like, I'd want to just yeah. see it normal. I kind of have yeah, to, we, I think. Yeah, we have to. I think the the opening day, they're all 3D, but then they yeah. become 2D later. So Don't worry, I'll get the 2D in. Because I know with okay, Rogue One, okay. 2D was better. So. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Yeah. Great stuff. So, um... Yeah, is that it, Ed? I think we're. I mean, unless she wants to stay for a like Han Solo film talk in Rebels. I will have to decline because (laughs) it's six minutes past twelve and I'm in work at eight, so I will go to bed now. Okay, Claire. Well, it was great to have you. Yeah, it's been so nice. I'll have to talk again, like you know, not in an official interview form. Yeah. um, Yeah. For chats. Yeah. Come on soon. Come back on soon. But for yeah, thanks sure. for coming on. That was awesome. And we'll get Liam Don't on. Worry. Maybe we'll get both of you on and do like a couple's show. Exactly. Like, we'll do like Why a not? contest or something. Well, we don't going to win that, let's be honest. I mean, tell us the best hour story. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, awesome. thanks for coming on, Claire. Sorry, thanks for having me. And I look forward to hearing it back. Hopefully it all sounds okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome, Claire. Thanks very much. Talk to you guys soon. Take care, sir. Take care. See you soon. Bye. 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 All right. So, Kev. Yeah. Andy Serkis. This is this is a lot to do with you, actually, because you were worried about this. You were very worried about this. Andy Serkis talked to IGN, and he. I think I've seen this interview. Yeah, and he said. That his backstory, the Snoke's backstory, has been fleshed out by Lucasfilm. Mm. He said, when asked about yeah. Snoke's background, he said, oh yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, I know it. That's what he says. Yeah. 
Um, I've, I've read this interview and I, I, cause I he, he talks about the last Jedi as well, doesn't he? And he said, yeah. um, what does he, how did he put it? The tension and the, um, sort of build up will surprise viewers and delight people as well. Didn't he? Well, but, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I really, it, it was a real good interview. I thought he was, um, I mean, I think we all like Andy Serkis anyways, but I thought, he didn't give a lot away, but he kind of said things I wanted to hear, especially about the Snoke character and about well, you know, you know the the new film. This so kind of yeah. gives proof a little bit as to maybe the story group has stuff figured out down the road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I I, I know I know we read that one of the podcasts earlier. We read the that Ryan Johnson said no, they just said go, but they. I, I find that astonishing that that there's not somebody like a Kathleen Kennedy or somebody like that that's going right. I want you to go there with this character or there with that character or you know what I mean or there yeah, with yeah. the story. I just find that astonishing. I mean, they could probably give him free reign as a writer and go, um, you know, as long as you hit these points, you can do what you want. You know, feel, but I, they must have said. Did you get I what I mean? I feel that's what they they're must, doing. I honestly feel yeah. like that's what they're doing. Yeah, I do as well, and it's great. And I think that's good. It's a good way of work because they must say they must have an idea who Snoke is. You're not telling me that JJ went in and they said, "Right, we've got this character Snoke. Uh, who is he? Oh, I don't know. We'll just make it up as we go along." Right. They've they've got to have said. <clears throat> let's say, for example, that he is an old. Sith Lord who was around at the time of the you know the, the the old Republic and he's somehow managed to you know preserve himself and he's come back to you know but the, so they must have told him that but he's got to get that into certain points in the script to get you know what I mean because you know right part yeah. of me part of me does wonder if there's a plan with it all this that 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 maybe you know Snoke is a Jedi that we uh, a Sith that we all know uh, you know a Darth Plagueis or a uh, somebody like that and then maybe after the last anthology film so here here's a question for you would you be happier if snoke was someone that's already been established or someone that's completely new but they establish in the past you know what i'm saying like like they they establish him in the pre New Hope era, but in the new canon. Or would you be happier if he was someone in the I'm gonna say old canon, but like yeah. you've seen him in prequels or you've seen him in in some like Tarkin novel or something you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I hope he's somebody new but maybe um, how, maybe is tied in. So what? What I think they might do, and what I hope that they do do, because obviously with Snoke's age and everything, I th- I think he's some sort of old Sith that's ah. been probably around, um, maybe since the old Republic or something, and is somehow, and then we'll have a new trilogy set at that time with him as the main character. Hmm. So 
let's say they went and did an old republic story which we all want and he'll be around at that time and it might go and tell some of that story it's because we know we know the sith have these powers where they can preserve life and create life and influence things thank you darth Bane. So, oh yes and i that's that's my hope that they tie it i'm not necessarily that he is darth bane but some sort of you know ancient sith that because look at him, down. yeah 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 and then that maybe they'll they'll have a rest and then maybe go and do a new a new set of films that will be set in the old republic and it will be he will be then like the younger character and he will be some sort of really powerful sith or something that that's part of that because I, 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 I just I, I just think ed i don't know about you that 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 Lucasfilm and Disney are too smart. You know, look at what they've done with Marvel. They're too smart to just be making it up. Right. Well, it's 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 some of that, and it's some of I hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. they're too smart for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know, but I, I, you know, I mean, you can you look at Marvel compared to the DC films and you, you know, you can see that Marvel have planned it out. Can't you? Marvel and Disney have planned those films out. Right. And you know, wherever we are now, phase two, phase three of it or anything, it's all part of the plan, isn't it? You know? And I think maybe I'm, I'm hope I'm not being too uh, facetious with this, but I think Kathleen Kennedy and Disney are too smart to, to not let this happen with Star Wars. So I think with JJ coming in and I think with Ryan coming in and everything else, um, that they've got a long-term plan. So I think Snoke's part of this plan. I just think that... Well, th- this is definitely evidence that yeah. uh, that they have something and that, planned. And that led, me, that led me to think that all the more. That led me to think that all the more, the interview with Andy Serkis, because I just think... Um, you know, Andy Serkis is a smart guy and a great actor, and I just think, you know, he wouldn't for the, tell For the listeners, that. Andy Serkis plays Snoke. He's the voice actor mm. slash motion actor. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I, I just, I was really encouraged with the interview, and I thought, yeah, that that that's a great little tidbit to say, you know, this is there is a plan here. Don't believe me. I don't think we'll find out in this film. I think they've said that. I think Ryan Johnson has said, we won't find out in this film. We'll probably get little snippets of it, but I think it will probably be in the the last in episode nine when it will be fully revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I, I I'd like something like I think that would make sense that the that that maybe he's you know all these theories about I mean some of the theories are ridiculous. Um, I know. Like I feel like we should wait for James to go over like all the. F- Stupid yeah, I shit. think so. Because James, yeah, I mean, yeah, because uh, I just want to hear. James I feel like say, he would just swear stupid. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there are some ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, theories, my but... wish is he's Plagueis or something like yeah. that, like yeah. some previous Sith master. That's it. Doesn't exactly have to be Plagueis. It can be you know someone who's defeated death essentially because he looks like he well, yeah, has. There's, there's, he looks there's like Plagueis, he has. Bane, there's Revan. There's all sorts of. Yeah, I mean, look, look at him. He's defeated yeah. death at least once. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's 
Uh, I, I'm excited to find out. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where Ryan Johnson takes it. He says his background isn't fleshed out much in the movie, but then Andy Serkis says this. So maybe Ooh. in the ninth episode we'll see it. Yeah. Hopefully in the ninth at least. I think. I think. I don't think. I mean, going back to what Ryan Johnson says, and I don't know what you think of this. I can't. I can't really believe that we're going to go, you know, for for two hours, 30 minutes throughout The Last Jedi and not find out anything about Snoke. I don't know, because Do you, you, you see Empire Strikes Back and he and the Emperor has is like nothing about him. Yeah. You just know there's yeah. somebody above him. And that's my other, that's my other wish, is there's somebody above Snoke. Ooh. There's somebody Ooh. behind Snoke. And there's been things like toys being released with Snoke talking to a hologram with somebody hooded. So there's like a possibility maybe that he's talking to his yeah. boss. I don't know. See, that, I that don't could be know. a major. So, so, I mean, just, just wrapping that up then with what, what, what do you think the climax of episode eight is going to be? Do you think it's going to be the Snoke, Ray, Kylo, Luke? Yeah, sort of? I think yeah. I think somebody's going to die. Yeah, and I think it might be Poe. Yeah, um, or Finn, but I'm less inclined to say Finn because he said he's in Episode Nine. Yeah, I I, I think. Yeah, now uh, you said that. I mean, it's man. What is the big I'm your father moment in this movie? What is it? Mm. Well, they've said there is something like that. So, um, uh, But that was in the international it, announcement. I can only presume, I mean, yeah, I can only presume that. Do you think Ray, because we're going to find out about Ray, do you think that would be the big reveal or do you think they'll, they'll deal with that early? I feel like I've heard them say, like, the Ray thing isn't important. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think, I, I do wonder if fans have built that up to such a... You know, They're just gonna be like, yeah, oh, she's a fucking uh, convergence. Go, what do you call yeah. it? Something a in the force, birth. yeah. Like a yeah. Converge, convergence in the force, where like, yeah. it's like Anakin. Like, yeah. and that I would like that. I'm not saying that's bad, mm. but obviously, it's gonna be like, okay, moving on. You know, like not a big deal. Mm. That's not like an yeah. I'm your father moment. That was no. huge. Is there going to be I mean, something well, they're, they're that never, huge? There's never going to be anything in my life that will... Unless Snoke you know, is like, I'm your... I don't know, like... <laughs> right? Like, or Kylo's <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I'm your granddad. You're like, oh, fuck off. Kylo's like, uh, I just killed your dad. Or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, There's a few avenues yeah. they could go that can make it ridiculous. but Not ridiculous, yeah. but like... Mind blowing. Well, they've got to be careful not to make it ridiculous, haven't they? True. You know, because I line. mean, with all the theories that are out there, it's got to be within the realms of. Um, I'm pretty sure someone's guessed it. There's got to. Someone's got to have guessed it by now. It's they've been got so to, long. I mean, there's so many theories. I mean, I'm kind of. I like reading them, and I like. But I want to avoid them in some respect because I just want to. You know, you know my view on it. I want to go into that cinema and not really know. Too much about the plot or the the twists or the surprises or anything. Except you're on a Star you know? Wars podcast, so 
Well, yeah, I know, but that, that, you <laughs> know, the, the irony the irony is not lost on me there, Ed, don't worry. So, uh, <laughs> you know, our job is to try and inform and speculate and, you know. Um, but, you know, I don't want it to be like, I think I mentioned before with the Phantom Menace and, you know, where we were, because we were like, I think we were eight weeks behind yourself. I went into that film, yeah. I bought the soundtrack and it was like, I knew Qui-Gon was going to die. Um, I pretty much knew uh, Darth Maul did and it was kind of like yeah that sucks I went into it not knowing any of that and it was much better yeah that's what I mean so it was kind of like well I've seen all this and then of course you know with the internet and the the newspapers there was photographs of things and I knew the plot I knew the story and it was kind of like well I don't want that again. I never. I thought I'll never do that again because I was so desperate to find things out about it because I've not, you know, we've not had a film for 16 years. So yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. We'll let's see move. Let's move on to Han Solo film. There's a couple po- photos that uh, Ron Howard posted. Uh, I did want to go back to last week's post of the blue door, and I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to add. Uh, do you see, do you see the door in front of you? Have you, did you, I can get so it. it. He says tough neighborhoods contain yeah. doorways to adventure, mystery and excitement. I look at that and I see entrance. I see an entrance to a nightclub. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah. Yeah, I know you. I know I, you and I were struggling to be like, "What is that? Like, what is that even going?" Nightclub. It's got to be tough s- neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be something. It does look kind of weird, like like the. It, the it, it does. I mean, it. it's one of the few folks. I mean, we've had quite a bit from Ron Howard, and it's been fantastic some of his stuff. But uh, this was just one I couldn't. I didn't really get anything from it. Literally, it was just... Uh, I think we got a little more from it than the next one I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Go. Go so the next one. the next one he posted was this, like, I, I want to say fan, but that's not even that. He, he, he posts a photo, and he mentions secrets to uncover and challenges to face for a young Han Solo. Yeah. Hashtag untitled Han Solo movie. And it's literally, it's like, it's like you took ink that had a mind of its own somehow, and you put it in some liquid, and it's like swimming around in the liquid, like the ink, the black ink, and then there was light coming from behind it. So. But it's like a video, isn't it? It's such a strange. It is a video, and you almost want to think fan, because there's a definite center to it. And there's a, it's an it's like in a cylindrical like container, I don't know room. I have no fucking clue what that is. No, I think I don't think anybody has on this one. There's just not enough. I mean, I watched it. I watched the video. Just thinking, it's got to be something there. But it it there's I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's. I want to say it moves counterclockwise, but then there's another thing that doesn't, and then. I don't know. It's definitely I, a circle, circular like room. Yeah. And it's definite like blacky ink 
in it's, well, it's, in it's another the ink liquid. Part of it. Yeah. It's that ink part of it, isn't it, in no the video that just looks clue. like it's um and I I mean, if you want it to be scary, I guess it's, it could be an alien. I, I, I don't know. Ooh. I have no fucking clue. I don't. Well, uh, yeah. I'm sure I you're did, with I, me on I, that. I, I, I absolutely not the foggiest idea what it is. I genuinely <laughs> just think, just what is it? Um, Which, you know, honestly gives me confidence in this movie. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no I, you know, what I, it is. I, when I saw, I can't I wait. I think I saw it, it on, uh, yeah, I think I saw it originally on Jedi News, and it was just like, what, what is it? And it, because it's got, if I remember, I mean, I've not, I've not got it up a bit. Is it? It's the shape, isn't it? Is it like a turtle shape or something or something? It's got a weird shape, hasn't it? Um, it, it's kind of fan-like. I mean, I guess it's well, the center. The center is a lot of black, but on around mm. around the center, it seems like it's moving. It's probably in a just fan like some... motion, like one layer is moving <laughs> counterclockwise, one layer is moving clockwise. I don't know. It's probably just some insignificant part of the set, but Ron Howard's just like right? having a bit of fun there and just going. People like me and you and James will talk about this and go, what is it? What does it mean? And he's like going, look at these fucking idiots here. Now let, let's it's, just shut them. Yeah. them up. It uh, could be something know. they just made to shine light through to, to improve lighting on a set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're trying to analyze everything and just go, um, oh, it could be this. It could be that. But no, uh, completely with you. Ed, no idea what that is. Not a clue. So the next photo he posted was something of two Imperial officers, and he says, tag and bink? Question bink, mark? yeah. Uh, and apparently, I have not read these comics, but uh, tag and bink are the main characters in a series of comic books spoofing Star Wars, and it's by Kevin mm. Rubio. So it follows a pair of minor characters who deliberately or accidentally influence the events seen in the first and second film trilogies. Their meddling also explains some of the inconsistent and illogical events of the series. So that makes me want to read them because I haven't yet. But uh, apparently John... John Kasdan. Yeah. he, He tweeted after... Ron Howard tweeted it. John Kazan tweeted underneath it saying he was a big fan of uh, Tag and Bink. And he was happy to play one of those two officers in the pick. So John Kazan, one of the writers for Han Solo, plays one of those two officers. Uh, I was reading the Wikipedia page for Tag and Bink, and apparently they have force powers. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be real, but apparently the name... Well, I know... Might I mean, I'm with you. I've not, I've not read the comics here, but I've just read that they were sort of a comedic, like a some sort of comedy duo, something from the Star Wars comics. Yeah. So um, that'd be cool. I don't know. It looked cool. Uh, the, I mean, I saw a giant neon sign of a Tie Fighter behind it. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. It's kind of so, weird. Mm. <laughs> I feel like. Only something 
before the Empire would have that in the background, but then I don't Possibly. feel like the Empire would actually do that. So do you, do you think they'll use these as a a comedic duo, like the, well, the comics? Or did the... It makes me think it's going to get pretty comedic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the comics are apparently very spoofy, comedic. Uh, yeah. It could be good. Yeah. Hmm. Could yeah, be. I mean, we're just going to have to to wait and see on that one. But, uh, yeah, nice little interesting photo. But, you know, um, interesting yeah. that they've made those characters canon now, though, isn't it? So True, true. Um, if that's the case... Um, I've all, I mean, we've speculated before of uh, some of the characters and who they may be playing. You know, Thandi Newton could be um, a significant character returning, Ray, and they're going to make Ray yeah. Sloan. Yeah, I think I think that might happen. Um, so, well, could be quite a bit of that in this movie. Couldn't you finished Phasma, right? I did. They yep. did mention her in there, so she's they did, apparently the still end, yeah. alive. I know. Uh, after, I was quite surprised at that. Well, yeah. I was reading on Twitter from Delilah Dawson, I think her name is, the author of mm. Phasma, and she said the current storyline of that movie takes place after Bloodlines. So it's the most yeah. late novel we've gotten. Mm -hmm. The most close to The Force Awakens novel after Return yeah. of the Jedi that we've gotten. So... We know Ray Sloan lives till then, mm. and we've seen her a lot in previous novels. And she must be pretty yeah. old, old by then. Well, if that—that's what I say about you know, if they've made her canon now, then surely, well, you know, well, she was. But I, I, it would make sense now. It seems like the Han Solo film might be doing quite a bit of that. So yeah, um, yeah, that would that would certainly make sense. Well, Kev, let's uh, talk about Rebels. Let's talk about the uh, first episode slash two episodes, I guess. Two-parter, yeah. yeah I love the uh, two-parter. Part yeah. one and two, entitled... I thought I wrote it down. The Heroes of Mandalore. Yes, the Heroes of <laughs> Were you searching for notes? There, I was, and it wasn't there. <laughs> the Heroes of Mandalore. It's a good job we're a good team on this one. It's a good job we're a good team <laughs> The, the heroes, funny enough, it was called The Heroes of Mandalore, parts one and part two. Yes, and <laughs> a lot of Mandalore, right? An extreme amount of Mandalore. Yeah. So, so when did you watch it, Ed? Have you, just, have you watched them today? Yeah, I watched it today. Uh, in and out of work on breaks and lunch breaks and stuff. Uh, yeah. I overall, I'd give it an eight out of ten. Give me an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go, go yeah, um, yeah, 7, 7, yeah, maybe ooh, yeah, about a 7, 7 out of 10. I really like them, yeah, I really, I, 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 they still, it still had the same, um, what's the word, um, Catch not problems, up. but the same sort of, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that Rebels has always had. There's a um, few things, yeah. But, uh, but did, Quick question: Did you think it was it was going for a bit of a more darker tone? I think so, and I want to start off saying spoiler spoiler alert: If you're going to watch it, um, this is our last item on the episode. So, 
If you're going to watch this episode, spoiler alert, maybe watch it and then listen to this. Anyway, I thought, yes, I thought they were going for a darker tone. Um, they were trying to loosen or to uh, fix some of those ends up that they started in previous seasons with the Mandalorians. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really, right? That was my that was my fault with it. There was a little bit of unity towards the end, um, which I quite yeah. liked. Um, I mean, it was it was, you know, um, just I thought it was great to see Bo Katan come back. You know, from the Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Um, so let's talk about this. Um, yeah, you brought it up. So we see the return of Bo Katan Kreese. Kreese. How do you pronounce it? Kreese. Yeah. Kreese. Yep. And she is voiced by none other than... Katie Sackhoff, isn't it? Is it yes, who plays yeah, Thrace yeah. in um, yep. Battlestar Galactica. What's her name? But uh, What's her nickname in it? God damn it. Oh, um, yeah, you know, oh, flipping egg. Oh, you tested me back now. What was her name in that? Uh, probably, yeah, something like You're that. You're going to use the internet and figure it out. I'm not going my internet on. I am genuinely... <laughs> I can't do my old man looked up things on the internet again. I just can't. Uh, I, I haven't got... Oh, do you know what? It was... What was the name in it? Oh, uh, it Well, it's Kara Thrace, star sign, Starbuck. Starbuck. That yeah, was it. Yeah, Starbuck. Yeah. So she plays the voice of Boca, Bo-Katan. So the history beti- be- behind her is in the cartoon The Clone Wars. She was a former Death Watch, which was a faction in the Mandalorians who were kind of like terrorists a little bit. They uh, resisted yeah. the current regime, which was under Satine. I had this all yeah. typed so- out, and I don't know where it went. Oh, oh who said this show's amateurish? I mean, come on. I'll I do know. This, this is just professionalism at its best, isn't it? So, um, But yeah, she was in some faction that wanted to be more militarized and less... I don't know. Like, What were they trying to do Like, as the Death yeah, Watch? They, they, were trying to, they, they, were, they were trying to just liberate Mandalore, weren't they? And make it... Um, yeah. Just like make it more... Um, uh, for, for make it more peaceful, wasn't it, and everything, and and because obviously they've had the civil war raging for so long there. Yeah. Um, well, I I assume they want to be more independent, more you know, less involved yeah. with the rest of the galaxy, and they're using more military might a little bit more. Still mm-hmm. attached to the old Mandalorian ways, though, which is huge. Yeah. Because in this show, in this uh, episode, she shows up, and she mentions how the the old republic came to her planet um and how her sister satine who was obi-wan's lover yeah right obi-wan's she lover she was a great character she was a great character i really liked her in the right? and that leads into some yeah. ray theories am i right mm-hmm. yeah the, mm-hmm. the daughter of Agreed. obi-wan and yes. satine but anyway yeah. <laughs> So Ooh. she is Satine's sister, and when Satine dies, uh, 
she becomes the duchess or ruler of Mandalore. And then the Imperials become the Imperials instead of the Old Republic. And she yep. doesn't like it. And she leaves. Hmm. Yes. And, and how she returns. And then in the initial, in the, I think it was the first part of this, these two rebel episodes, she, uh, Satine offers that Darksaber to her. Which the Darksaber, for those who haven't seen previous rebel episodes, is like a symbol of the ruler of Mandalore. Like it goes way back. The, it apparently goes back to the only, is it the only or the first Jedi Mandalorian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was his lightsaber and it looks like yeah. black. It's a black saber. Pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Well, Sabine has had it. Yeah. And, um, she got it from Darth Maul who had it. Yeah. Yeah. Who obviously came to try and conquer the planet. So, mm-hmm. um, she's got it from him. So I was kind of, what did you think? Yeah. So, to, uh, yeah, refuses it at first. At first, and yes. And then in the second part, she ends up taking it at the very end. At the very end. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. well, we'll get to that. Anyway, so the first part, they go to save Sabine's father from the Empire slash Mandalorian Empire people. Because there mm. there's a faction of the Mandalorians that sided with the Empire. Okay. And that's I can't um, remember their names. Is it, is it Saxon, isn't it? Yeah, it's Saxon. It's, um, yes, that's Saxon. Saxon, take that. Is it Tiber? Is it Tiber Saxon, who is the brother of Gore Saxon? Gar, is it Gar Saxon? Gar Saxon. Gar Saxon. Like that's that. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's obviously gone in. He's siding with the Empire and wants. Um, he's basically on a major power trip. He wants to rule the whole of Mandalore with the Empire's help. Yep. He um, has his own star it, destroyer. Yeah, which is huge. I think. I mean, which was quite a cool shot, wasn't it? Is it like hovering, hovering over Mandalore, or in, uh, like in in um, in that scene when it was just showing you there? Just sort of, yeah. I thought that looked pretty cool. That was right. some some really cool shot there. So yeah, so that yeah. that uh, part one, it shows them inter uh, intercepting a convoy with Sabine's father on it. They end up retrieving her father from the convoy using. Kanan and Ezra, you know, their force powers and the, the uh, <laughs> jetpacks and some of their Mandalorian friends. And then... Uh, Ed, Ed, you're forgetting uh, of the hilarious... I know what you're going to bring up. Jetpack comedy with yes. Ezra. <laughs> so Rebels yet again lets us... Yet again. Hate. Nah, I don't know about hate, but get annoyed with that character. Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of makes him feel like comic relief, which they haven't done in the past, really. Have they? Um, well, they, they have kind of done it, but they've normally used Chopper the Droid, haven't they? Not, yeah. not, I mean, there's been the odd bit, but yeah, so it, like, just, it just seemed to be a little bit with with the... I mean, I will say it's, it, it's an action-packed episode, and I, I just kind of felt that with the dark undertones of it uh, it just seemed to be how can we make a bit of comic relief let's have this Ezra you know who can't use a jetpack and have some hilarious flying about for a bit isn't it 
it was it was just a little like comic relief, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of half. I mean, he never said oops, but you could kind of feel it. Like he was kind of, <laughs> you know, like uh, a little Anakin in Phantom Menace kind of deal where he's trying Ooh. to figure out flying this jetpack around and he's getting shot at by stormtroopers and he's just kind of like barely deflecting them with his lightsaber as he's like twirling ar- around with his uh, jetpack so it's you almost Ooh. feel like oh yeah whoops oops oops and, you know, and, and he just kind of lands and takes him out in some fog that suddenly mm. developed did you I don't know like why did Sam I, I, I couldn't work the, yeah I don't know where that came from <laughs> Suddenly, sand started like a sand cloud started like appearing around the stormtroopers. I mean, I could assume yeah. it's because of the blaster bolts he was deflecting back at them, maybe. But yeah. uh, the the stormtroopers are unable to see where Ezra landed because of this sand cloud, and then he turns around and kills them. But uh, you'd think having a helmet that has vision enhancing. <laughs> technology on it <laughs> just ignore that point ed just ignore that, <sighs> that. <laughs> yeah let's not go i'll just think about how ewoks can hurt stormtroopers yeah through the helmet and yeah, then eat, just think about and then, that and then eat them for dinner at the end yes mm, mm. yummy mm, yummy so yeah so how does that just remind us just going because part one was reaction pattern. How does it end part one? Just remind me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is big because this goes back to James's theory from the trailer last week, from the Rebels trailer. Uh, it ends with um, a weapon that the. Oh no, that's is that's part two, isn't it? What's part? How does part one end? They part one ends with the weapon. It does. Like, well, they 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 end retrieving her father Sabine's father yeah. and then her mother who had done some diversion and was fighting off the main force of yeah. Im- Imperials and yeah I think just Imperials was like oh we, we were doing well uh oh there's a transport coming at us and then drops some walker like a two legged mm, walker yes. that has like a, yes. an experimental weapon on it uh, so let's do some background on this this weapon Sabine Wren, who was, who's, as we know, is the main, one of the main family members of the Rebels crew, was kind of shunned from her family in the past, right? Mm. Or does not want to go back to Mandalore, but has had to in recent situations because of dire needs. So the reason why is because of this weapon. She helped. Develop, she joined the Imperial Academy. Imperial Academy, yeah. And then she was a weapons designer. Wasn't yeah, she and helped yeah. design this weapon where it shoots out this electricity and it's attracted to some alloy in the Mandalorian. These like hundreds of year old Mandalorian armor. So, and what it does is it like cooks essentially, right? Mm. It cooks the person inside the armor. So it's like the first weapon that can uh, sort of penetrate Mandalorian armor, isn't it? And it's been designed by her yeah. at the Academy. Yeah. So So this suddenly appears and in front of her mother and a bunch of other Mandalorians on her side and she hears the sound of it and she's like telling over the microphone like, get out of there, get out of there and then silence. 
Yeah. And it ends with her finding out her mom lives because of that warning. But, like, all of the army that they had over there is gone. They, like, disintegrated within did the you, army. Did you think... Cause, yeah, because, well, part one, you don't know she's alive, do you? It ends when you think... No, you do. You find, She walks out of the cloud, I thought. No, I thought that was, in, I thought that was part two. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It melts to one because the, I saw it right back. It, back. I think I thought the cliffhanger of part one, just like I said, I, I, I watched, um, was the fact that you thought this weapon had killed her mom and um, brother. It's a brother, isn't it, who's with him? Yes. Um, and then, um, I, I could be wrong. Forgive me if I'm wrong. And then I thought the part two just started. She flies off to see the, the, the remains of the battle and then her mum's alive. Yeah, I think brother. you're right. I think you're right, yeah. So it just melds into we, one. I know. This, this, I hope this isn't... Did you think that was a cop-out? Or did you yes. Think... <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things I thought of immediately. I was like, yeah. this was a perfect situation to kill some main characters. Yeah. And I'm not saying I want to see main characters die, but... You don't see a lot of Mandalorians in the original trilogy, so you think this is a great way. I mean, it did. They did shoot a bunch of them, but mm. you think this is a great way to do it. And I, I, I thought that. I was kind of... I know it sounds... I was kind of really impressed with how they ended it, and I thought, that's quite brave to actually... You know, because Sabine... I think Sabine's the best character in Rebels. Um, to me... She's my favourite character in it. I think she's getting. She's got a good story arc. Um, she's the most interesting out of the Rebels group. And to have her mum and brother sort of killed that way, I just thought, wow, that's quite brave to do it. Especially in a, you know, what is essentially a children's cartoon. But then, yeah, I felt a little bit disappointed where the first scene in the second episode was, oh no, we're alive. And it felt like a yeah, lost opportunity. Me, yeah, did you think that? Did That's you, exactly did you think what that? I felt. Yeah, yeah, it felt yeah. like a lost. I mean, the whole Maul, Darth Maul getting defeated. Spoiler alert. But sorry. Mm. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, the whole Darth Maul getting defeated by Obi-Wan in that manner felt like a waste as well like I'm, I'm not saying that final battle was bad like it was cool like the samurai thing but i feel like they could have exonated ezra a little more and like yeah. had more of a build-up and such just a better episode overall yeah yeah but yeah that, that that was yeah so um yeah do you want to talk about episode two a bit more then just leading from that because that it basically starts with that doesn't it as the um yeah yeah the kind of so what happens then so they so so next they go um um they find out where the weapon's being held like they retreat yeah so they, they go on a mission out where it's to being try and held and they go on a mission to try and uh delete all the archives of the weapon technology the imperial archives and then so kanan ezra and chopper what's a chopper chopper go uh <laughs> try and do that <laughs> and then 
Sabine. Yeah. Does she go with anybody else? Sabine and. Uh, I feel like Sabine. she went alone. She, she go with Bo Katana. Oh yeah, Bo Katana. That's right. Yeah. She, she goes, goes with Bo Katana to try and subdue whoever is like controlling the weapon, which is like up on some second floor window area yeah. within mm-hmm. the Star Destroyer. So they go, they sneak into the Star Destroyer, but it's a trap for it's Sabine. A trap. Yeah. Mm. And. Uh, what's his name? Saxon. What's his first name? Yeah. Uh, it is. What was it again? Oh, not Gar. His brother. Anyway, they he like hits a thing on his wrist, and it it's on low power, and it subdues Sabine, and he's like, "I need you to help me get this to full power." And this is where I started not liking it a little bit, and it's kind of maybe because it's a kids show. But within, what, five, ten seconds, she was able to hit buttons on it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Change the calibration of the weapon and make it full power after, like, five buttons on it. Granted, agreed, she's had years of thinking about it, so maybe it's that easy. But five to ten seconds of hitting buttons and now it's calibrated to only hit stormtroopers or anyone wearing imperial armor and this yeah and this also ties into the scene in the trailer with what with the lightning doesn't it because um yeah you remember the trailer we were talking about earlier yeah james yeah so yeah yeah so it's not (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so James thought it was um, Sith lightning, but it's yeah, as you're saying, it's it, it's basically the weapon, isn't it? So she kind of, um, yeah, exactly like you say, with 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 her knowledge of the weapon, she basically turns it against the Empire and against um, Saxon. Um, it's kind of a bit of a um, a stall. It, it, I, I, I thought it, thought it was okay, but it was it was kind of like a Star Wars cliche, wasn't it? With the struggle of Sabine, um, you know, oh, at the end. trying to yeah. Okay, trying to so get her. she she recalibrated it. Yes, I forgot about this. She re- <coughs> she recalibrated it to like hit only Imperial armor. Mm. And was turning yeah. it up and was going to just freaking kill everybody, Imperial. And yeah. Bo-Katana was like, that's not our way. Like, if you do that, you're going to turn into them. That yeah. Classic. That's what you're saying, right? That classic yeah, that's, Star that, Wars. That, 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 that's what it, you know, and I, I liked it. I thought it was, but it was kind of like, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you'd got Saxon trying to say to her, come to join us, you know, um, you know that the, the kind of twisted imperial sort of leader going you know i'll oh, come here it's far better here but then her saying no i'm going to turn it against you but then um she just kind of stopped herself and you know stopped the sort of cycle if you will and and i just thought yeah it was nice but very star wars-esque and, and i know dave filoni gets star wars and that's the whole point of this but yeah it just kind of that whole very subtle, we've been here before, 
Do you yeah, get I mean, mean, it's a classic battle. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not bad. They put it in, I don't think, but it's it's not new. But no. uh, I didn't mind it, really. It seemed to make no. sense. Yeah, and, no, and no, that's what I say. I'm a little surprised Bo-Katana was the one that was holding her back because she's kind of more vicious, mm. in my opinion. Right? I don't yeah. know. Like, and, uh, yeah. But she did. And in the end, that makes her... No, you can talk about the ending. I d- Go ahead. I don't know. Like, when, well, when, yeah, they, they, when they get was, back. Yeah, and, I mean, at the end, it was just a case that uh, um, Sabine basically was kind of saying that Bo-Katan was the leader that 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 they all need at this time that they, she was the lead she she was the rightful heir to the black saber she was the only one who could bring Mandalore together um that could reunite her people you know so um it it, it felt like a, a, a I I thought that was quite a good ending to that because I think yeah. That was right, yeah, and uh, I kind of like the fact that, that that it, and then at the end, there's a lot of the Mandal- Mandalorian clans so, all united behind her. Um, I'm trying to remember. I watched the ending of it kind of in haste. So they were all in agreement. Yeah. That Sabine not be the leader because she needed to hide, right, or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. The reason so, was because of her knowledge of that weapon, or. I believe so. I think that's what they were saying. I mean, because it, it, I've only watched it once so far, and it was a couple of hours ago before we got started. But it was, yeah, I think I, I just, if I remember, it was just a case that they felt that that um, um, that Bo-Katan was more um, right for it. They basically that Sabine said that um, the reason the saber came to her was not for her to lead, but for Bo-Katan to lead. That she wasn't. That she wasn't the the leader that she should have been. It, it was Bo-Katan that was going to be the leader. So, um, all the clans at the end, when she came off the ship and she gave a, a, a united behind Bo-Katan rather than Sabine, and that she was the one that was going to unite everybody. Mm. So that last scene is all those clans. When she gets off the ship, it's all them going, you, you know, Clan Ren and all the other clans just saying, we've got, we're all behind her. So it was quite a nice little. I, I thought of you know, being with her in the Clone Wars. I thought, yeah, that's a nice little, a little touch to the show there. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So, you know, where the show's going to go now? Because, I mean, I'm presuming that it doesn't really mention it. I don't think, but I'm presuming that Sabine is going to go back to the, the Rebels crew. Yeah, it seems kind um, of like a nice uh, segue into um, them being a family again. Right? Yeah. Which we which we mentioned before last week. I think we were talking about how that was going to go. So I think now, um, you know, Sabine will go back there, and then it will obviously be Bo-Katan who will be left on Mandalore to, to to try to reunite reunite the people, and and we'll see where it goes from there. I presume they'll go back there. Do you think? I, think I can't. I can't help but think that it's become another Thrawn failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember, yes. there was a scene yeah. where he was talking to that Saxon fella, yep. and uh, about the plans, and he's like, "You got to capture Sabine, so we can make the weapon better and hit more people and be, you know, to its full potential." 
Yeah. He's like, all right. So yeah. he goes out and tries to capture it. But that was it pretty much for Thrawn. But yeah. in the end, it failed. So yeah, it's another it, 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 fucking failure for Thrawn. But he wasn't there. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it, once again, our, our, uh, our Thrawn Experts mission, and come back, James, because uh, we need you on this one. But I really would like to know what James thinks about that, because I I, I felt Thrawn was a bit of a throwaway segment in this. He's it the, never he's felt... the uh, Emperor of Emperor Strikes Back. He's just, yeah. you know, like, not just there. Just wasn't he? Just, yeah, yeah. Giving so, his input. But overall, I thought it was, you know... As a two-parter, I thought it was pretty strong. I thought it was okay. For sure, um, for sure. Yeah. So. I, will, I will say Rebels in general is great for their first, their premieres, yeah. their mid-season premieres, and their finales. Uh, the true test comes coming up for their middle Ooh. episodes. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. What well, with this think? being the last season, I'm hoping it's going to be pretty strong now because... Um, yeah, this is the last season that they're doing, so hopefully um, there's plenty plenty to go on, plenty to, to tie up, plenty to bring in. So hopefully, yeah, because um, I've always found Rebels a little bit... I suppose the Clone Wars was the same. They're a little bit inconsistent at times, aren't they? But there's some great stuff, there's some not-so-great stuff. But with this being the last season, I hope it's a little bit more consistent. So... But yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. See how it goes. But a good start. A good start. Agreed. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for news. We good? Uh, we good? Did you want to do Yeah. That? No, I think, that, I think that's about it. I think we've done quite a lot today. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So well, let's, wrap, let's wrap this episode we'll wrap 10 up. up. So that wrap concludes... Episode 10 of Scruffy Looking Podcasters. You can email us at scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Uh, you can see us on Twitter. Uh, James is at Hebert207. I'm at, at Scruffy Looking Ed. Uh, no G after looking. Uh, you can see <coughs> Kev <laughs> at KPG1974. <laughs> Kev. Our podcast has a Twitter at, at Scruffy Podcast. Uh, we are now a part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network at www.radiofreepodcasting.com, which is headed by the illustrious Patrick Bonfrisco, which I think we're going to have on the pod soon. Yeah. So, uh, he's pretty knowledgeable at Star Wars, so it'll be fun to have him on. Uh, you can leave us reviews on iTunes. That'd be great. It helps us be found by others. So if you like us, please do it. Uh, you can email us, obviously, uh, and we'll read it on the pod and discuss it. Um, you can reach Claire, who we had as our special guest tonight. She's on Twitter at Claire, so C-L-A-I-R-E, May Regan. M-A-Y-R-E-G-A-N. She's on Twitter at that handle. Um, and, yeah. Anything else to add, Kev? No, I think that was... Uh, that's enough for me. We'll catch you all next week. Next week. Oh, I just thought of something. 
You, uh, you got a lot of shit this week in the mail, didn't you? Star Wars related. We'll talk about it next week. Next week, yeah. Sizzle. <laughs> Later, cheerio. Sizzle. See ya. Bye. See you on the flip side. This party's over.